taken from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. And he himself gave, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of love of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Good morning, church. Thank you so much for being here today. You are our honored guest, especially if you're visiting. We ask that you will stick around for a few moments after our services so that we might uh, get to know you a little better. And thank you again for being here. I wanted to uh, remind everyone about a few surgeries coming up this week. Steve Wood will be having surgery tomorrow in Nashville. And also Carolyn Overton will be having surgery uh, on Tuesday. So remember uh, them uh, in your prayers this week. Uh, as well as all those on our prayer list, we have several to, to pray for. Uh, also, a lot of activities are going on this week. Uh, several of us returned from camp uh, Friday evening and uh, still haven't caught up on sleep, but, but we're working on it. Uh, so if you, see, uh, if you see me dozing, just punch me and wake me up. I am here. But we had a great week. Uh, I want to commend all of our young people for the way that they conducted themselves. You would be proud. Uh, and, and our adults uh, for, for all the work that they did. Dustin did a great job uh, each evening uh, almost uh, challenging us uh, in different aspects. Caleb did a great job in speaking at uh, some evening devotional older group. Uh, Miss Sheila Jean did a great job making sure everyone was taken care of. Um, uh, and um, Greta was even able to come down and, and work in the kitchen a little bit. Miss Wendy Jean, uh, she did a great job leading uh, in example <clears throat> and also uh, in all that she did for the girls that she was in charge of. And so we thank those individuals for the great work that they have done. Also, don't forget... Maybe for some it starts today, but, but many tomorrow is our vacation Bible school work week. Um, the Bible says the laborer or the, the fields are white in the harvest, but the workers are few. And there's a note here, uh, volunteers still needed for VBS. So if you would like to be a part of this, this is a great opportunity uh, for us to serve our community uh, and, and our own children as well. But uh, we, we do still need some help, and if you can help with that, uh, please let Miss Vicki or Greta know. I know that they will be uh, surely appreciative of that. Uh, also, we have shirts that have been ordered. Some of you pre-ordered shirts. Those are in the office area. Uh, and if you would um, like one of those shirts, there are some extras. Uh, go by the office uh, today and uh, anytime and uh, pick up your shirt there. Uh, in addition to that, if you would like to make donations uh, to help cover some of the costs for the shirt, uh, for these shirts that we'll pass out to our young people, uh, 
uh, during Vacation Bible School, uh, please make that um, to the office uh, before Vacation Bible School. It will be greatly, greatly appreciated. I want to also remind you of our summer series. Reed Swindle will be with us uh, this Wednesday night. Uh, I know he'll do a great job talking to us about the parting of the Red Sea and how that can we can apply lessons from that to our lives. So you will not want to miss that this Wednesday night at 6.30. The way I understand it, I knew he would, but Brother Tracy Love did a great job this past Wednesday night. Uh, and you can go to our website and click on the link, the media link, and you can hear that again as well. Don't forget about our 40-day challenge of reading through the Gospels. Uh, today, uh, the chapters we're on are Matthew chapter 17 and verse 18. And, and if you've fallen by the wayside a little bit on that, that's okay. Uh, just pick right up. Uh, and if you have the opportunity to catch back up, uh, do that as well. There are some flyers uh, in the lobbies that will give you a schedule for that. Uh, it will be beneficial to you. Thank you again for being here today. What we do here is important. Do you believe that? What we do here is important. We've been talking about the ministry of the church. What we do here in our church body. The work that we take place, uh, that takes place here in this location. And today we want to look at uh, uh, one aspect of that ministry and of that work. I came across this sobering letter, and I want to share it with you. A high school girl wrote the following letter to a friend. She said, I attended your church yesterday. Although you had invited me, you were not there. I looked for you, hoping to sit with you. I sat alone. A stranger, I wanted to sit near the back of the church, but those rows were all packed with regular attenders. An usher took me to the front. I felt as though I was on a parade. During the singing of the hymns, I was surprised to note that some of the church people were not singing. Between their sighs and yawns, they just stared into space. Three of the kids that I had respected on campus were whispering to one another throughout the whole service. Another girl was giggling. I really didn't expect that in your church. The preacher's sermon was very interesting. Although some of the members uh, didn't seem to think so, they looked bored and restless. One kept smiling at someone in the congregation. There were several people who left and then came back during the lesson. I thought, how rude. I could hear the constant shuffling of feet and doors opening and closing. The preacher spoke about the reality of faith. The message got to me. I made up my mind to speak to someone about it after service. But utter chaos reigned after the closing prayer. I said good morning to one couple, but their response was less than cordial. I looked for some teens uh, with whom I could discuss the sermon, but they were all huddled up in the corner talking about the newest music group. My parents don't go to church. I came alone yesterday hoping to find a place to truly worship and feel some love. I'm sorry, but I didn't find it in your church. I won't be back. That's a sobering letter, isn't it? And I'm glad to know that that I've never heard anything like that about this church. I was thinking as I was driving down the road this morning about one church we were at. And there was this man that the church had helped. He was a disabled veteran and, and the church did a lot for this man. And as a result, one day... He ran into this lady 
and he was able to help her. And, and she said, and he asked, she asked him about why he was doing that. And he started talking to her about Jesus. And he said, he said, if you need some help, I know some people that will help you. And he told her about our church. And she asked him this question. She said, is everybody there like you? And he said, oh yeah. There's a whole bunch of them. About six to eight months later, actually right after that, that lady came to church. She had grown up in church. She rededicated her life. Renewed her faith in God and her relationship with God. About six to eight months after that, she was killed in a car accident. You think that the power of your influence is not powerful? Both negatively and positively. In the book of James, James talks about looking into a mirror and forgetting, going away and forgetting what you just saw. He says that's the kind of person that spiritually looks into the mirror of God's Word and goes away and, for, and does not do what the Bible says. So this morning I want us to think about these things as we think about the work and the ministry of edification. You see, edification means to build up, to strengthen, to encourage. We've been studying the book of Revelation in the uh, banquet room class. And one thing that's interesting to me as in chapter 2 and chapter 3, as these, this message from the Lord goes to these churches, the Bible says to every one of those The Lord says, I know your works. So all the things that we have going on here, whether it's edification or whatever, God knows what we're doing. All the things that we are doing are not doing individually. God knows. And that's a sobering thought. And this morning I made mention that it's sobering, but also it goes down and it says, if you will repent, when He says, I have something against you. So there's both sobering thoughts and hopeful thoughts as He addresses those churches. And so this morning, I want us to consider the things that we do, particularly this morning, how each of us plays a role in the work or the ministry of edification. You see, our job is to help the church grow. Did you catch what Paul said, what he wrote to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 4, particularly verse 16? Notice it. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself. You know, we might look at the work of edification and we might say, you know, that's why we pay the preacher. You know, that's, that's, the elders are supposed to be apt to teach. That's why we have Bible class teachers. And all those are true. But what we should never underestimate is our individual role in the ministry of, education, uh, of edification of the church. You see, Paul reminds us that the church will grow Hello, the church will grow when every part 
that's been supplied does its part in the work and the ministry of the church. 1 Corinthians 12, Paul tells us that. That every part does something different, but every part is important. You are important. And you are important in the work of edification. Let's think about some things quickly that can edify us in our role in that. First of all, think about the teaching of the Word, our Bible classes. We have some good Bible classes and opportunities for Bible study. Acts chapter 9 and verse 31, the Bible says uh, that as a result of the converted Saul of Tarsus, his preaching and his teaching, Luke says what? Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. So as every person plays their role in the the teaching of God's Word, people are edified and the church can be multiplied. And it was from Paul's teaching and preaching. Uh, Luke also reminds us in Acts chapter 20 and verse 32, So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the Word of His grace, which is able to build you up. God's Word has been one of the best-selling books in history. And yet, through time, there are people that try to undermine and downplay the importance of God's Word. And the Bible says that God's Word has a part of edification, of building us up, of encouraging us. So when we come together in Bible study, yes, the purpose is for us to gain more knowledge of God's Word and grow in that, but it's also that we all play a role in edification. So how does that happen? What does it take for that to happen? Well, you say, well, it takes... uh, We need an, uh, an able and a willing person to teach the class. That's correct. What else does it take? It takes... Me. It takes me being a part of that class, a part of that lesson, and a part of that discussion because I play a a role in edification through the study of God's Word. That's what makes our attendance to Bible class so important. You know, keeping numbers is important. And it has its role, but that's not the most important thing. You see, when we look at numbers, we can, we can tell how we're doing. And if the numbers are going great, we can feel good about ourselves. But the ultimate reason that you are needed in Bible classes and Bible study is because you have a role in the edification of everyone else In that class, well, you say, well, I might not say anything. That's fine. Guess what? Your presence there is edification. Your presence there is edification and is encouragement. Maybe you're going through some struggles. And maybe I'm going through some struggles. And I come to Bible class and I see you in that Bible class. And that encourages me because you're keeping on. You may not have ever said anything. But that's edification to each other. Remember, Paul said, 
according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Everyone's participation is important. You are important when we have times for Bible study. You have an important role in edification. Teaching the Word also takes place in our worship, doesn't it? When we come together for worship, it's important. When we come together for worship, is it, does it have a role to play in edification? You say, sure it does. I mean, when we have the preaching of God's Word, yes, it, there's some things in God's Word that, that serves as edification, that builds us up, encourages us, and strengthens us. But what about my role? Well, first of all, as a preacher, I'm going to say I'd be preaching to some empty pews. But then when you look across this room and you see people that's been dealing with some difficult, difficult things, that's encouragement. When you see people who have lost loved ones and you see them here, that's an encouragement. When you see people pressing on and keeping on and you see them here in worship, that's an encouragement. That's edification. That's, being, that's building up the body of Christ. Yes, our being here is for worship of God. But my presence and my participation is also important to the edification in the ministry of the church. Remember again, what did Paul say in Ephesians 4.16? According to the effective working by which every part does its share, the church is edified, the church is built up. The Hebrew writer, and I want you to uh, turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And this is a verse that typically, uh, when, when we hear that, boy, that's the one preachers use to, to tell me why I need to be at worship and, and not to forsake the assembling of ourselves. But I want you to see these verses and I want you to notice some key words. Because when we notice these key words, they can be encouraging. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24. And let us consider one another. That's a different thought, isn't it? Oh, hurry, guys, come on. We, we've got to leave. Time, we're going to be late. Y'all got to get out of here. We've got to go and we're rushing in and we're pulling in and running in at the last minute. Have we considered one another? Have we considered... What my being in that Bible class, what my sitting in this auditorium will do for the rest of the body. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Love and good works that my presence with the body of Christ can stir up love and good works by considering one another. And then he says, not forsaking. You know what that word forsaking means? I think sometimes people uh, look at that word and, and, and can feel guilty. But, but we're not talking about if you're sick. We're not talking about if you're recovering from surgery. 
We're not talking about those kind of things that might keep you at home. He's talking about the people that neglect, that say, you know what, I don't need those people. I don't want to be there. And they leave. They utterly abandon the gathering of God's people. Those are the people that have forgotten to consider one another. And he says, but exhorting, that's encouraging, that's edification. The word actually means to call alongside of. Isn't it awesome when we can come into this facility and we can greet one another and we can give each other a hug and we can build each other up? That's my individual part of edification in the body of Christ. If you look at a rope, if you were to dissect a rope and take it apart, we know each individual strand of that rope could be broken easily, couldn't it? Because there are weak parts in that strand. But you take that strand of rope and you put it together with other strands of rope and then you twist it together. Those weaknesses are randomly spread out throughout that rope and the twisting of those strands together make that rope strong. And so it is with the body of Christ. So it is with the body of Christ. Never, ever think your presence when we come together is unimportant because that's not true. That is absolutely not true. Your presence here is encouraging and that's each one of our individual roles in the ministry of edification. We could also talk about when we partake of the Lord's Supper. That's a period of edification. We could also talk about when we sing together. It says, teaching and admonishing one another in songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. That can be a form of edification. But I want you to notice a final form quickly this morning. Fellowship and love. The word fellowship comes from a Greek word that means that which is in common. So our coming together for Bible study and for worship or any other activity that serves as the common purpose for while we meet together has to do with fellowship as a part of edification. So when we gather together, uh, other activities, I understand sometimes we can't make all of those, but when you are there, that's your role in edification of the church. Remember Paul said, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, grows the body for edifying. Our presence and our participation is important. Notice what Paul writes in Romans chapter 14 and verse 19. Therefore let us pursue. Let us pursue. Ryan, when someone else has the ball, what are you going to do? Pursue, right? Pursue. 
Let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. Now imagine that. If that's my goal, to pursue those things that cause peace and those things that will edify because I'm considering you as I come together that will edify one another. And see, that's our individual role in the ministry of edification. Paul writes in Colossians chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, but above all these things, he's lists some things, above all these things, put on love, agape love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God, that's where true peace comes from, rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. Above all these things, put on love. You see, as I mentioned in our Bible class this morning, every one of us are different. Every one of us think differently. We're programmed differently. And you know what? We probably are not going to agree on everything perfectly and exactly the same. But what is my pursuit? If I love you in agape love, I'm going to seek to edify you. That's powerful, isn't it? That's Jesus. And that's what He's called us to do. This is how people who love each other treat one another. And see, when we pursue those things that are of peace, and we pursue and we consider one another to seek to edify each other, to build each other up, guess what? We can say, Woo, man, Savannah Church of Christ is awesome! I want to be there. The Bible says God will be glorified. And that's bigger than who we are. God is the most important. Remember the words of Jesus in John 13, verses 34 and 35. A new commandment I give you, a commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. How did Jesus love? He was willing to build up. He was willing to give His life. And notice the words of Jesus. By this... Oh, He's talking about all the, all the programs and all the activities we have going on, right? No. When we love one another like Jesus loves, He says, By this all will know that you are My disciples. If you have love for one another. And that's edification. That's my role, my individual role in the ministry of education, edification of the church. You see, when we love one another, we're willing to pursue and consider one another and are willing to fellowship with one another. We play our part in edifying the church and other people other people around, other people outside, they will know that we are disciples of Christ because we love one another. Church, what a challenge. Remember, Jesus said, 
to the seven churches of Asia, I know your works. And to one He says, I know of your love. I know of your love. Never, ever underestimate your individual role in the ministry of edification of the church. We've already established what we do. What we do here, collectively as a body, is important. Amen? Amen. And what we do individually affects the whole. We have a role to play. I came across this poem about edification. A builder or a wrecker. As I watched them tear down a tear a building down, a gang of men in a busy town, with a whole heave ho and a lusty yell, they swung a beam and the sidewall fell. I asked the foreman, are these men skilled? And the men you'd hire if you wanted to build? He gave a laugh and said, No, indeed. Just common labor is all I need. I can easily wreck in a day or two what builders have taken years to do. And I thought to myself as I went my way, which of these roles have I tried to play? Am I a builder who works with care, measuring life by rule and square? Am I shaping my work to a well-made plan, patiently doing the best I can? Or am I a wrecker who walks to town, content with the labor of tearing down? O Lord, let my life and my labors be that which build for eternity. And why is the work of edification important? Because we are the body of Christ. In Him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things in accordance to the glory of Christ. In Ephesians 4, He says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ. So my role, my individual role in the ministry of edification is important because it points people to Jesus. This is a great church. And we've done some great things. But who are we going to be today and from this point on? Let us be a people that take very seriously our individual role, not for numbers' sake. That's like State College, isn't it? But because my individual role in the ministry of edification is so important because it points people to Jesus. Today, are you a part of the church? Have you given your life to Jesus?
Are you ready to die to your old self and rise in newness of life like we read about in Scripture? We can help you with that so you can go on your way rejoicing, being a vital part of the work of the New Testament church. Maybe you're here today and you're carrying some heavy burdens. I want to encourage you to pray for those who've responded over the last several weeks because they need our prayers. That too is a form of edification. And maybe you're here today and you're carrying some heavy burdens and you need to be edified. You need to ask for forgiveness. You need to be recharged. What better time than look around with a group of people who'll say, I love you. As together we stand and sing.